0: On this episode, there's no Master Chief, but you can't keep that man away for too long. We discuss where we want the Halo franchise to go from here, and what makes Halo 3 ODST stand out from all the other Halo goodness out there. Let's finish the fight together. Welcome to bits of time and i want to thank you for joining us in this winter season halo reach was one of our most popular episodes so here we are with having halo in december it's becoming a tradition over here at bits of time and this time around we're talking about halo 3 odst which larry and i spent four hours and 17 minutes and four seconds of co-op heroic difficulty goodness to see the credits of this game I am one of your hosts, Michael, who's trying to save you time on video games. That's the whole shtick here. Uh, You wouldn't find me orbital dropping on things, but uh, I might be revolving in an orbit on Earth here.
1: (laughs) My goodness, you just kept going there. I am the other host, Larry, and I have now officially tackled all of the halos that I wanted to. I know when we started out this journey, Reach and ODST were two just absolute misfires. I don't know why I didn't give them a shot. I'm so glad I did it with both of these.
0: All right. Excellent. Uh, So you would say it's uh, worth your time? Absolutely. Yeah. I think this is a very solid entry. We're going to talk all about it. So thank you for joining us. I think it's a really solid experience as a whole, but I do feel like start with the mission variety. Uh, It's not the
1: best. It's
0: Okay. You're you
1: feeling the same. Okay. Well, again, in, I'm not going to... I can't comment on Halo 1, 2, and 3 yet, because I would need to go back and do those still, too. Uh, this is a weaker title than Reach overall. Uh, 100%. I think Reach is a special game. ODST is a good game.
0: Yeah, I feel like there is... N- there's maybe one thing that this game does better than Reach. I wouldn't say it's better, because I think the music when you're on the streets of Africa is so freaking <laughs> jazzy and cool and groovy. And it really sets a different tone, which Reach has some amazing scores and musical moments too. But it's just so much different that that is one thing that definitely stands out about ODST.
1: Well, I would also then add at least two things for me. One, the way that the story unfolds is pretty unique. I mean, it's not something that's unheard of. Like they we've done it, but I like that you're kind of constantly witnessing something that happens and then playing and kind of being like, okay, how did what we just saw end up where it was at? Yeah, And that was like a a thing. And so it was always something – it was like a a little story hook that I kept having happen every like hour, 45 minutes or so. And the other thing for me, the Halo pistol should always be like this game. Always. I loved the little silence pistol in this game. It (laughs) is the most addicting – Pistol I've ever dealt with. I think it might actually rival Halo One's pistol for me. It's so good. It's satisfying.
0: Infinite's pistol is pretty good too. I would say, but yeah, I think the like the theme, the thematic choice of how they decided to do their storytelling was, I think it worked out for it. Mm. I think it, especially knowing that Master. This is the first Halo game. I don't know when Halo Wars came out. This is the first main Halo title that didn't have Master Chief, so you have to do some... You have to tackle it in a different fashion. Yes. I think this this was the way they should have done it, and I think it worked for them.
1: Yeah. I I can definitely... I would kind of be curious to see what the mainstream narrative was of ODST when it first came out.
0: Oh, like what it reviewed like, just, like, like Well, that.
1: even just like the talking points, because it's like th- that's a big thing. That's a big decision to come out with a Halo that doesn't have Master Chief.
0: And still call it Halo 3? Yeah. Right? It's like a supplemental story, which, you know, it took us four hours to get through this, but I did play it myself in 2018, which I believe was the first time I ever beat it. That took me five hours and 45 minutes, so... Still, you know, Halo campaigns generally aren't that
1: long. Wait, are you saying with me it was beneficial? I actually helped increase a little bit of that?
0: Yeah, yeah a decent chunk, yeah. <laughs> and I believe back then I played on Heroic difficulty as well, which I think is my favorite Halo difficulty, which I think we mentioned in Reach. I can't remember, but I'm stating it again here. You have to, like, change things up because, yeah, this is... Master Chief is not here. We know what mm. happens because we just played Halo 3, I'm sure, the year before. Actually, no idea when this came out. <laughs> I well, didn't write it down. <laughs> but,
1: but I was going to say, I think there is something that's really endearing about these Halo campaigns that are dealing with humans, right? That's what made Reach hit so hard for me, is like, you're literally witnessing these non-superhuman, super powerful entities and, you know, I, I talked about in Reach, the stray bullet that hits somebody just out of the middle of nowhere in that one scene, and you're just kind of like, oh, wow, like, that just happened. In this game, it was the constant fear of any of these characters could die at any point. Like, it was just, you know, there's nothing special about any of these people. Mm -hmm. Or drop soldiers. I mean, Reach, I think they were Spartans, right? They are Spartans, but
0: they gave it more. It didn't seem as legendary as John Mm -hmm. from Master Chief because he is the master man. Yeah. But so, and especially knowing that they killed people off very quickly and out of the blue, I think that... That builds that sense of tension in this yeah this game has a different sense of tension where you have no idea who's alive throughout Mm. the entire campaign which is a cool choice
1: yeah there there's also the thing that happened in this game from like a gameplay campaign moment that i don't remember happening a lot of other halos is there's a lot of periods of time where you have to actually figure out how to navigate the map because the the, the compass in the game is just like you got to go over there and you're like well but there's a giant building in my way <laughs> can't, and can't go so through that <laughs> it doesn't tell you how to do that and then there's a lot of times when you're having to find the specific item that you saw that got you know blown up or whatever in the cutscene previous you get to a point where the compass is like yep you're right here and then it turns into like this search <laughs> yeah where you're just kinda, mr detective style <laughs> it, it's just it's a different style for a halo game
0: And I think, for the most part, that lends for some new creativity storytelling-wise, and should be mission variety-wise. But again, what we started with this, I think the mission variety is lacking. I think when it is really good, it is pretty spectacular. But I kind of I felt like I was meandering through some of the missions.
1: Well, you know, it also kind of felt like the streets felt like a hub world almost. Yeah, it was kind of cool, which is an interesting like layout because it was basically you would go through this kind of like default area and then you would get to the bigger portions occasionally. It was interesting the way that they use it because it's not a hub, but it kind of was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: like you keep going back to this place and you can deviate a little bit, but you want to follow the next clue, mystery, as they so, call them in this and, game.
1: And that is my thing. I was actually kind of wondering about this. So I, I caught myself a couple of times kind of being like, oh, okay, oh, uh, the backtracking. Because mm. you would go through an area... Once you got to what you needed to, you did it, you finished it, and you turned around, you had to go back somewhere else. They did have you backtrack through areas sometimes, and there was periods of times where, you know, you could avoid all the enemies, and it was, you could go a minute or two on screen without firing a single bullet. Which, at first, I thought that would be a negative, but I think that's actually a positive for me Hmm.
0: because of the tone. Because I like how it it makes the music kind of... Crescendo, and then you're just kind of with, left with the silence. There are times where they
1: shut off all the music. Yeah, <laughs>
0: it's just all night, and it has a different feel to it. it yeah, you're, you're alone. You're the rookie, and your team is gone. You don't yeah. know where they are. So I think I think it's a negative and a positive because, yeah, the negative is you are sometimes retracing your steps, and you can just avoid enemies, but that's if you want to fight or don't want to fight.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I can't 100% decide because... The moments where the music did completely shut off kind of helped build anticipation a little bit. We were like, "Okay, what's the next big thing?" The problem was, that I think there was a couple times where the anticipation, the music just ended up kicking back on, and we didn't. I don't know if it was we meandered too much. Like it was, I think it was one of the times you were off looking for one of the little audio logs, mm-hmm. uh, and so we didn't hit where I think maybe the game thought we were going to hit, and so it kind of was like a buzzkill a little bit. But yeah, it, it didn't bug me as much as i thought it was going to but i don't know if i would have spun it as a positive it was i was i'm kind of neutral on it yeah it's a it's a choice i think i
0: do like the like the main mechanic is the night vision i think that's pretty cool i like that the enemies can throw those grenades that basically create a little mini
1: solar flare so you're like "Ah, get out of that real quick yeah the the night vision for me i felt like almost didn't I didn't always treat it as night vision though? I was using it more of like it just really highlighted enemies. We're yeah, all... right. Yeah. And so there were times even in daylight where I could see as long as it wasn't too bright when I flipped it on, I would flip it on anyways because you got this nice outline of enemies around you. And I wonder if that's that's an interesting design choice. It's almost like we know people like we like that we added this, so let's give them more of a reason to use it, mm-hmm. sort of thing.
0: And I think it kind of makes you feel. A little bit more technological advanced, it's like different from Master Chief, you know, mm-hmm. so different uh, display, the view or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. but yeah, it's definitely a choice. And I think it it also builds with the feeling of when you're in the Mombasa streets by yourself because you're like, oh I'm kind of alone, but I can see,
1: yeah, yeah, you know, in a weird way, games do this a lot, but like whenever you add uh, a a night vision option. You just kind of feel more tactical. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, you just, it's like you fl- you're you flipping them on in the streets, like waiting for your next engagement. I just think of Splinter Cell when you say flipping it on. Yeah, Ding. exactly, yeah. But no, I, I think overall, uh, I kind of agree with you in the sense that like it was good. The variety was... This isn't to say there's a couple highlights for me, and we'll get into that. But I think overall, there was more just okay levels with a couple of quite g- good... Uh, Levels Where I feel like, at least if I'm comparing it with Reach, Reach just kind of hit pretty good almost all the way through. There's a couple low points, but for the most part, I felt like it was more consistent. Yeah, consistency is the key, and I think
0: it just has a higher bar in general. Uh, What do you think about the teammates in this version? Uh, Butch and Romeo and all them.
1: Yeah, I, I found myself, I guess, not necessarily caring for the characters as much in this one as I did in Reach. Uh, I still liked some of the different characters. but it, the, What the, is it about... I f- have the same feeling, and I can't really pin why. I, I feel like the relationship with Butch and uh, what was our, the, the girl, uh, I always forget her name.
0: Nicole is sticking it in my head, but I don't know if that's right. Mm. <laughs> okay,
1: well... Okay, I looked it up. Veronica
0: Dare and for some reason Nicole and <laughs> Veronica are apparently the same name in my head.
1: Yeah, well, okay, so their relationship though, between so Veronica and Buck's relationship. For me, it was more it felt a little forced. There's nothing wrong with having that in your stories, but I don't know. There there was something I just never quite bought it and it was just kind of I don't know. I I just yeah, and I, I didn't just, mind that. I actually kind of liked it in the
0: beginning because they're just talking about what about me and you, or what? I felt like, and maybe this is, I feel like PS two three sixty era, or that'd be PS two and Xbox era. I feel like some of the line deliveries were a little off, mm-hmm. a little campy. And I know Halo can be campy every now and again, but this felt a little bit more. That
1: that level raised up a little bit. Yeah, I, I guess for me though too, is like I never felt an emotional connection for the most part. And again, I'm not trying to make this. It, I'm not saying the campaign's bad. It's, it's a good campaign. I just, if I'm comparing it to Reach, I genuinely was like completely entrenched in that story in Reach, where this one was just, it was good. But it wasn't, I never, it didn't have the highs. I wasn't hooked to the characters as much. I kind of found myself wanting to get back to gameplay instead.
0: I would say the only time I felt a little bit was... The alien. <laughs> the alien, but also uh, when Romeo gets stabbed... By that mm. brute, I okay. thought that
1: got me a little bit. Yeah, you know? I was that, like, that, all right, cool. Okay, yeah, that was pretty good. That that one wasn't bad. I actually, I uh, I had forgotten about that one. So yeah, that one would definitely work. But then yeah, the and talking about being uniqueness, the uniqueness of it all, the that alien like just the escort mission there, just trying to deal with that thing, I thought was kind of neat.
0: Yeah, the, the twist of what we're actually trying to protect and go for. Mm-hmm.
1: That's just a little alien dude. Just like, oh, cool. Uh, and it took me by surprise. By the way, graphically, like a very impressive-looking alien. <laughs> yeah,
0: I like that it looks a lot different. I don't know if that species is in any of the other Halo games. I'm okay if it's not, or they that's just. A good, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, I'm not I sure. don't know. Maybe they kind of looks like. No, it doesn't really look like it, but it has the same feel as the prophets a little
1: bit. A little bit, yeah, but not not exactly. Obviously, yeah, that is that's an interesting point. I wonder. What, I, don't know. Yeah. I don't know if they're out there. <laughs> What, what happened life? to him?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? But I think we should talk... So if the characters weren't driving you through the game, obviously, you have me on the other end, but it's mainly the combat, still feels really good.
1: Yeah, I I, I was pretty pleasantly surprised. It's There's something about Halo games that headshots are just always so freaking mm. satisfying. Yeah. And that kind of... It stays here. Like, I... I for the most part liked all the different gun choices. I really liked the stock. What is that? The SMG that oh, you start yeah. off with, that, silencer
0: baby. Yeah,
1: that and then the pistol. They, those were all really good. Obviously, like the rocket launcher, as per usual, you feel overpowered when you have it. The hammer, you feel overpowered. Uh, yeah, I, I felt like overall all the guns were pretty good. I guess now that I'm thinking about it, there's not like there's like a mass variety of guns in this game. I feel like I was using the same rotation yeah. of guns for most of the game.
0: You know what's weird? And I don't know how you don't feel slow, but when you jump into multiplayer and play the little ones, you feel slow. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how the campaign does it. Because, yeah. yeah, Halo 1 through ODST, we did not sprint at all, and you, it didn't feel like it was hampering the
1: gameplay. Yeah, no, I, I definitely didn't. It, that, that's actually, I hadn't even thought about that either. That's a good point, because in the When we were playing multiplayer, I always felt and maybe it's because sometimes we played games where I then had sprint and then I was very quickly reminded like five to ten minutes later that I couldn't. But yeah, in the campaign I never felt like I was slow. And I mean, and that's even to to the point of there's levels where you know you're able to go inside parts of buildings here and there, and so you're moving around a lot. And I never felt like, oh gosh, this is taking forever to get through this. Like, I, I never had that experience.
0: Yeah, I feel like the first time you go into buildings and it's very creepy,
1: you're like, oh, we're yeah. just
0: like creeping along. Yeah.
1: And I feel like just and when
0: like, that elite tried to chase us through that freaking corridor, oh my
1: God. That that was terrifying. But you know, you know, the other thing though, too, is I guess, you know, actually, another thing about it, too, they didn't, they weren't in it nearly as much as I thought they were. We only had a couple fights with them for the entire campaign. Mm-hmm. So they're, when you fight them, it's a big experience. But, for me, I think because we were playing on Heroic, the way that the enemies fought us, I think it just it limited your movement a lot because you were behind cover quite often and you were trying to, like, flank enemies. So I think they designed it in a way, I mean, again, not that Sprint was needed, but I didn't really miss it here.
0: It's funny how that works. I don't, I don't know why the change... But when you're playing multiplayer, it does feel a little, eh. but yeah, maybe it's because we're jumping around Master Chief Collection or something like that. And I do like the firefight mode. We didn't really mess around it this playthrough, but we did it. Mm-hmm. In the past, after we played Reach, we're like, oh, let's jump in a firefight. Well and again, Such a great
1: mode. And again, that that's also is one of the benefits of just a lot of the add-ons that are in this Halo universe. You can also obviously talk about the MCC itself. It's There's just so much here to go back to and play and stay entertained. And I know me and Mike have been kind of jumping back and forth between... There'll be nights where it's like, hey, let's jump on Infinite, and then other nights like, hey, let's jump on MCC. There's kind of that back and forthness. And the fact that, you know, and I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing that the MCC is competitive with Infinite at times because <laughs> I think Microsoft wants Infinite to be its thing. And it's definitely back up again, but yeah.
0: Could be down by the time you're hearing this, but yeah, who, knows. <laughs> who knows? But we have another Halo through Halo Under the Belt, and I think we should definitely talk about our favorite missions.
1: Okay, well... I'm going back and forth. I literally up into the point of recording this and kind of just starting it up. I my number 2 and 3, I can't decide on. And so I'm actually going I'm going to say the Kikawani station. So the, the it, this is the one where you, we're on we're escorting the with our banshees like oh, the, the, the stolen banshee one, and then you end up fighting the uh whatever the giant rat uh, not raptor. <laughs> Uh, I know what you're talking about.
0: I can't think of the name
1: either. You're fighting The giant big thing. Yeah, that that was a fun mission because it was fun because that was one of the first times like we genuinely got separated. Like I really had a bad experience (laughs) with my Banshee kept getting shot down. And I had a moment where I went to go try and grab a Banshee when we split off and then the enemies took one. So I was stranded for a while and... It felt like there was a lot of give and take with that mission. And then, of course, it ended with me inside the machine to help destroy it while you were distracting it on the outside. There was a lot of really fun, like, back-and-forth gameplay in that mission.
0: Yeah, and I think it's just a cool concept. Like, hey, no, we're going to go hijack that Covenant. Like, I don't even know if I could drive that thing. Like, it's been some simulation since I've done that. Yeah. Kikoana Station. That is also my number three. Oh, nice. Okay, well. Yeah, just a lot of fun. Yeah.
1: What's your number two? So... My number three right before this, and then I switched, is actually Coastal Highway is my number two.
0: So that's the final mission. Final mission. Gotcha. Uh,
1: It is – it's not as good as Reach's. Reach's final mission, I think, will stay with me for a long time. (laughs) Uh, Coastal Highway, though, is a tense mission. I could see this mission being an absolute B word on the hardest difficulty Mm. because we even screwed up a couple different times. (laughs) I was struggling a bit there, but – Yeah, it's you kind of get that Halo feel of like it's the last mission. You feel like it's hard to if you haven't played a Halo franchise or any of the games. There's a feel to the last mission a lot of the
0: times. You even said it. I said it. You're like, is this the last mission? It feels like last mission.
1: (laughs) You you could just. There's something about it. The adrenaline's going. You're constantly. You're going between fighting Banshees up in the air. There's all the land vehicles. There's the bigger enemies. There's that big thing again that I can't remember the name of. It's just. And there's just a lot going on all over the place. Scarab. That's it. it? Yeah. That's Scarab. Yeah. I did not look that up. There's no (laughs) editing trickery. It just came to me. But yeah, it's, there's a lot going on and it's it's just fun to kind of when we're both in a vehicle together trying to survive, cause you almost have less room for error mm. because if you die, most likely I'm gonna die and vice versa. So
0: yeah. The nice part with that one is we gave Dutch <laughs> the, the sniper. So he was he was sniping some guys. It was great.
1: Yeah. I kinda I, I remember when that happened and I I gave him my sniper because I was low on bullets. So I was like, Yeah, they're probably not gonna have the AI run out of ammo. And It's like I should have done this earlier. (laughs) I would say that's my four or five. The only thing I don't
0: like about that level, and I like long levels, but because of how they set up where you're just going to checkpoint to checkpoint, it felt very segmented in that way. But I like everything that you're doing in the level, so I don't know. Maybe it's just a recency bias or something like that. I'm not sure. But My number two is Mombasa Streets.
1: This would be probably... I would say four or five for me too. This was good,
0: and it's it's kind of hard to say because you keep coming back and you're yep. doing searching and you're alone. But I just like the the thing that ODST does good is the tone and the isolation and nighttime fighting. I think is very cool.
1: I also feel like there's a level of like discoverability because yes. that's where we're finding a lot of the audio logs. So there's a lot of you're going off the beaten path in these levels a lot of the time and. I feel like some of the tougher fights in the game were with some of the drops in these locations.
0: So it is there is negatives with this style of you know the backtracking. You can avoid enemies or not see them for a while, but for some reason I still think it's so unique that it's a draw to me of why I would tell somebody to play ODST. Just because this part is so different than any other Halo. Maybe Halo Infinite has a little bit of DNA in there, but I don't know okay
1: yeah no i i don't disagree that's it that's a good choice and again obviously you spend the most time in this yeah. level because you're all it's your hub kind of <laughs> so uh my number one this one was special i think this is in this one i would say it's my number one because it's a moment and that was the NPDHQ. absolutely Th- this is such a mo okay so this is your number one yeah, i taking yeah. okay yeah it you're literally, the end of the level is it's basically just hold your own against all these banshees <laughs> that are flying Dude, in over there's all so the much place. stuff going on. The music's, like, going crazy. And in, in, we're not even, most of the time, we weren't even next to each other. We were on opposite sides of the ship that we were in between. You have, like, these auto-lock-on rockets, and then you have, like, rocket launchers that you're trying to time to hit banshees. And you get the
0: big laser gun. Oh, oh,
1: my God. There's so much. It's just the entire time from start to finish. It's super tense. And, yeah, it's just, it, this is a one. And then, of course... You kind of feel like cuz with the way that I played it I was so isolated to looking up in the sky. <laughs> there's there's the whole layout in front of you where you got all these other enemies that are getting dropped off down there that you have to cover. It's, it was very well done. It's like the
0: perfect feeling of being swarmed but not overwhelmed. Like there's mm-hmm. enough there's slight few breaks in between you're like, oh, God, here comes yeah. another drop ship. <laughs> yeah. Get ready." Yeah. And the beginning level lo- of this level is still good too, but yeah. it's just that ending is so well done.
1: Yeah, no, I yeah, I I kind of wondered if maybe you'd have this one cuz this one while I was experiencing it, I even had a moment where I kind of almost stepped back for like a half second. And I was kind of like, okay, this is this one's a little different. This one's hitting different. This is special.
0: And this is the Halo feel. Like, yeah. even without the vehicles, you're still fighting the vehicles. Yep. And Halo's been always so good at doing vehicle combat in that mm-hmm. regard. or fighting against them. Well, th- that's a
1: good point, though. It's really, really difficult to do land to vehicle combat correctly. And that's not... I'm not saying like... While you're on a land vehicle, it's like you're on foot fighting a vehicle. How do you make the vehicle have an advantage over you, but still have it be that you can take care of it? Like, that's a tough area to fit. And yeah, yeah this was in a, a phenomenal mission.
0: Definitely the standout of the campaign for, for me and uh, probably for you, too. Now, do you think this story in itself, story-wise or just existing, does it, does it prove the Halo name? Like, Reach is Bungie's swan song, That's what we called it. And that's, you have to play. Do you have to play ODST? Do you, where do you fall?
1: I, f- I feel like this is a little bit trickier for me to answer just because I kind of really need to experience one, two, and then three again, kind of for comparison's sake. At first glance, it probably wouldn't be one of the ones on my list that I would say are must plays. But I'm... Putting an asterisk next to that. Once I go back and play one, two, and three, we'll talk about it again. Okay. Well, some someday, however, a year, two years from now, we'll have to do like a summation episode, maybe on the side, and just talk about the entire Halo franchise as a whole. Maybe rank our games because I think it would be kind of fun to see like what are the maybe what are the top three must play games. Right now, I'm putting it out there. I think it's going to be tough to not include Reach in that. So. I mean, something else has got to fall off. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like ODST is a good game, but it doesn't reach those heights. Now, if you're looking for something different, there's not that many Halos you can play without a Master Chief. <laughs> so yeah, That's true, too. So, yeah. you know, maybe if you need something different, I would recommend Reach first. But ODST, it's not like it's a bad game. No, just, not at all. It's just
0: Halo, Halo. has a high it, bar. <laughs> yes, it does. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, the tonal shift from 3 to 4 is can be a little, Mm. uh, what's that? I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but jarring will be the thing. But I still really like Halo 4 from what I remember. I've beaten it at least twice now, maybe even three times. I can't even remember. But I need to re-experience that like you. But from just thinking about the games, I feel like this is on the lower end. Yeah, But I had
1: a lot of fun with it. That that goes to show you something too, right? Like we had a fun, pl- we had a lot of fun playing this game, and this would potentially be on the lower end yeah, of the franchise. That's just uh, how good these games yeah. are.
0: Yeah, when everybody says Halo's overrated, which maybe it is, I have no idea. Yeah. But <laughs> dude, they, the <laughs> formula.
1: Works so well. And and the ability for it to work so well cooperatively in an era where that's not as easy to do anymore, Mm -hmm. on the campaign side, is a lot of fun. Which, again, is why Infinite had the crap going against it for a while.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true.
1: It's it's hard to do that.
0: Mm -hmm. But yeah, I would say a solid experience, definitely worth your time. Which was released on September twenty second, 2009 by... Developed by Bungie and published by Microsoft Game Studios. I had to put that in there because I didn't. I
1: didn't. This have is it. officially the latest I think <laughs> yeah. <heard> <laughs> I'm just
0: trying to think of when Halo Three came out.
1: Yeah. What was the difference?
0: So Halo Three was 2007.
1: And this came out when?
0: 2009. Halo Wars was in the same year. It looks like 2009 as well. Mm-hmm. So in 2009, they really experimented with Halo. You know, mm-hmm. Master Chief. I assume is not in Halo Wars. I've never played that, but I don't think it is. But, man, that that's that's pretty wild. I mean, it's cool, though. Mm-hmm. Good, good job, Bungie, for experimenting. That's what we need to do. And that's what they did with Infinite, too. Whether that's going to be a win in the end, I have no idea. But speaking of taking a little bit of a left turn, do you think Halo, this style of Halo, whether it's incongruent with the storyline of Halo 3, because, you know, this is a supplemental material, Mm-hmm. Do you want Halo to have a Master Chief storyline and a separate storyline? Do you want Wait, more one, of this? In one
1: game? No, uh,
0: not one game. Like, separate properties. Maybe they come out within the same year. So, it, enough variety where we get more Halo more often. Or do you think they need to, like, jump to a whole different solar system, different alien race? You know, yeah, do we need to, with an elite as the uh, <laughs> main character again? Yeah,
1: That that that's tricky because it all comes down to you gotta you gotta have a clever idea i guess at this point because i actually don't know outside of like remove the the gameplay and like the cool levels and stuff like that what is the purpose for the next mainline halo at one point does it stop being like okay here we're doing are we starting to do this again a little
0: trite like we've done this before yeah
1: so it's It feels like there's more room for experimentation with, like, a a Reach or ODST side squad in the Halo universe. You know what's
0: weird about that, though? This is why I asked the question specifically like this. Halo 3 and ODST and Reach work because they are linked with the main story Mm -hmm. that we've already played. Yeah. So So we know the fall of Reach happens. This is it playing out. So do we need a... Event that already took place, which
1: actually that's where I think maybe the franchise could go while they're still working on figuring out what they're doing with the mainline portion. Is you have all of these beautiful stories laid out all over the place. You have it in the books, you have it in the campaign, you have it in like the series. It's, I feel like you could potentially keep doing that, slot in that. a story basically, yeah. and just be like, you know, maybe find a couple of major events in the world and be like, here, here's what was going on. But over here, here was the reaction to that. Here's what happened because of some of the decisions. That That's what made. Reach,
0: what made Reach so cool, oh, right? And I know a little bit of why this game is cool because it ties into yeah. what's happening on Halo Three. What are they looking for that kind and, of? Jazz. And
1: so it's, it's kind of fun because it also then gets you to think about the other game. You can be like, oh, it maybe it gets people to want to then check out the other one again and be like, oh, okay, I remember this is a cool moment on Get, this. End. Getting that loop again, yeah. compare them. Man,
0: you know what I think about? all the time and never became really a thing was the reveal. I think it was for Halo 5 where he was in the desert. hmm Oh my gosh, no. that reveal. Oh
1: I want that, that. was <laughs> that was special. <laughs> well, which is funny because we're probably now at the point where that graphically
0: Oh my gosh. We could yeah, we right? could be
1: there. Yeah. Well, I, I think you know one of the things that I would really like to see come back and I feel like this is where Infinite fumbled the bag a little bit is I kind of want like more of the badass moments like around Chief, like Master Chief is just like when he walks around he just has kind of that aura to him. He's kind of like the Doom guy in a sense of like he just he's better. Yeah. Yeah. He just kind of has that aura but bring back like the badass moments in the campaigns again where it's just kind of like you have to be here to see this sort of thing and this is you know unequivocally this is a Halo title and again with holding out a little bit I felt like Halos one, two, and three had a lot of those moments throughout the campaigns, and it just Infinite had some moments. But I feel like a lot of Infinite's moments hit because they were callbacks to things that you remember a lot of the time. Yeah, maybe a little bit. We can talk about that a little bit more. Some, some, yeah, (laughs) some. Yeah. So that's my thing is maybe give us a point where. We can now play again with, like, try and find a way to get your writing back to where it used to be. Now, again, you're not the same company. But I think that would be the one way I would be okay with that, where Master Chief is the big push. Otherwise, I kind of like the side story idea.
0: Mm. You know, do you think there's an advantage of having them go simultaneously? Or do you think that will split you have two the reason?
1: Different- well, it depends, right? Because that's, that's the problem with when you make a live service game. You're kind of stuck having to focus on that game. I do love the idea of having, like, all of these maybe three to six or seven-hour, like, side stories that pop up all over the place. Like, yeah, do three to four hours. Have, like, an ODST, a reach. Have, you know, a library. Yeah, Yeah, right? Yeah. (laughs) I don't think we're getting that, though. Yeah, but it's just, like, that would be fun to just, like, give us some of these smaller moments all over the place. Because I remember, I I think it's in Halo 1, like, the night sniping missions. Oh, yeah. That's level three, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's just... There's so many moments... I haven't played that campaign in so long, and I still remember so much of that game. And Do you... Because the the thing that I've seen
0: swirling around there is, does Halo need to be rebooted? I feel like it needs to be darker. Nah, I don't know if it needs to be darker, but...
1: I don't... I would rather it be... But when I like, say darker, I mean, like I feel like Halo 1 was like... You had the bright, vibrant levels, but... The dark levels like were really like the hit, like the cat, like, yeah, it didn't feel like we had a lot of that in infinite.
0: No, it was very one biome Mm -hmm. or maybe two or three at the most. I think I'd rather have it be put on ice a little bit or something like that, like let Mm -hmm. it fester and build and then bring Master Chief back with a big hurrah. So maybe you do that by building up these smaller experiences, these little side stories.
1: Yeah. I mean, that could also just ultimately be the plan of what Infinite's going to be, right? Is they're going to just keep Infinite with, here's your multiplayer options, here's the things you do. If you want your Halo fix, this is what you get. While we work on, quote unquote, I I don't know if the plan is to reboot. I wouldn't necessarily be against that. It's just the problem with rebooting. I, I that think so- I would be. So I know the story gets a little messy. Yeah. but there's so much like like that just well and that, that that's my problem right is i'm not always a fan of reboots when it's not the original developer anymore because it's going to be uh and this is not i don't i hate they're all way more talented than i am i can't do anything that they do but 343 just hasn't hit that level of storytelling that bungie was able to hit gameplay wise i think yeah. they're absolutely on par with them if not maybe even a little bit better but they just haven't hit the highs that bungee hit and so it's like i would get a little nervous about having them do it
0: i just think uh yeah i'm fine with some things being rebooted but one we have you know six mainline games we have two offshoots we have, then we have halo wars whatever you call that like that's a lot of history to just be like nah, we're done yeah just for a new age when you can easily just catch people up with things like the Master Chief Collection being available, be like, all right, just go play all the games and then yeah. be ready for the new one. So I prefer it not being a reboot. That would be my
1: partake, partake, whatever. They should just, just go find another ring somewhere. <laughs> yeah, right. Get <laughs> oh, us back to Halo. I know we've done that a couple times, but who cares? It, it, I mean, again, though, can you imagine how hard that would hit? Like, it's That's the thing with Halo games is even though Infinite didn't, wasn't the critical success that they wanted it to be, it's impossible for like eight, that... At least until you're disappointed again. <laughs> that initial reveal of Halo—it's oh, it one so of the franchises good. out there that they can get away with just exciting fan bases again. Mm-hmm. You maybe you'll get it disappointed, but initially you're good.
0: So my future stance is: let Master Chief marinate a little bit longer. Give me a, a Reach slash ODST flavor, a new title, and then in like two more years, give me the next Master Chief, and maybe. Maybe they do the Gears thing where Master Chief is kind of retiring mm-hmm. and we have a new person. That could person. be fun. Yeah, I, I, that wouldn't be like a bad idea. He's still involved. He's still there. Maybe he comes and saves the day. Well, at the here. end.
1: I'll hold my reservation of that until I see how Gears War 6 plays out completely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's probably a good idea.
0: Do you know what's another good idea? You should like us on Spotify. You should share us with a friend. You should rate us on Apple Podcasts or podcasts, whatever it's called. That'd be amazing. This is our second Halo episode. We did talk about Halo Infinite in both of these episodes, but, you know, there'll be another one. I hope you have a splendid winter and you're enjoying snow or not snow or whatever else is out there for you. And Bits of Time, we'll see you next year.